All right, y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here, and of course, Dupree here with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, Sanders? Man, man can't complain, bro. You know, going through a week. Here in another month now, man. Yep. June steady going along. It's, that's crazy when you think about it. We about halfway. We're gonna be halfway through the year here soon, bro. I feel like 2023 was just here, and now it's <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah, it's gone. It. Cruise control. That's it, man. Hope everybody had a uh, a good, happy, belated uh, Memorial Day, man. Hope y'all enjoyed y'all time out, um, getting some rest, enjoying time with your family and friends and whatnot, mm-hmm. man. Uh, but as as what's going on now in the sports world, man, y'all know what's going on. We hear the NBA Finals um, has been living up to the hype for sure. I mean, it's yeah. only been two games, yeah. but it's, it's it's living up to the hype. It's been just just straight hoop, hooping, man. No um, no real antics, no sidebar conversations or anything mm-hmm. like that, man. It's just 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 pure basketball, man. But. Um, man, for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, I guess, or if you know basketball may not be your thing, but you know, two games in and it's split one-one here in the NBA Finals, getting ready for uh, Game Three on Wednesday night. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, Game One uh, back on last Thursday, Denver um, got that 104-93 win. Uh, it was. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray just basically it was the two man show with them that that led the way. Um, they combined for fifty three points. Uh, Jokic had a, a triple double in his NBA Finals debut. Uh, I mean, it, it crazy, crazy with that. Um, and you know Miami struggled shooting the ball. Even though um, you know Bam Adebayo had a great game. Um, all in all, though Miami struggled shooting the ball, but. Found a way to kind of keep it close mm-hmm. uh, towards the end. Roar mm-hmm. back was just a little too little too late. Game two, back on Sunday, it looked like it was about to be the same story. Um, but Miami had a huge, huge, huge fourth quarter uh, to complete that comeback and to even up the series with a 111-108 victory. Um, even though we were... Man, that was a good-looking shot coming out of Jamal Murray's hand. But we was a, we was a, a three-point shot away from possibly overtime. Mm-hmm. But now, series tied up 1-1 um, as we going along in this NBA Finals. How have you looked at these first two games so far with what's going on? What's been your biggest takeaway on what has happened to where this series right now is locked up at one apiece? Well, first, after game one, it was – after watching game one, kind of what – it was partially what I said before when we previewed the, the finals was not really knowing how Miami was going to be able to score with Denver. Um, and granted, they only they lost by 11 points. Um, like you said, Max Strews, Kevin Martin, they struggled. Strews was 0 for 10 um, from the field, 0 for 9 from three-point range game one. But the most glaring thing in game one was – the size difference. Um, there was just a glaring difference in size between the Nuggets and the Heat. Um, and it was evident from tip off. Aaron Gordon had 12 first quarter points, and it was just easy dunks, alley use layups. Like it was, you know, they're switching on these on these pick and rolls, and he's getting these dunks and layups on smaller guys, gave this and things, things like that. So um, that was at the forefront that was very very prevalent 
And so going into game two, you knew that the Heat needed to make a move and needed to make a change in the lineup. And I think going with Kevin Love was um, a great adjustment by Eric Spolstra, putting some more size out there. I was letting him check um, Eric Gordon, which then let Jimmy Butler go on and check Jamal Murray. Um, I think that gave them um, – obviously, Kevin Love isn't the most athletic guy, especially now in his, in his in his older playing days, but he gives you some size, some length. And like I said, b- being able to have Jimmy Butler start on Jamal Murray, I think that definitely played a part and played a factor in why they were able to kind of – well, I was able to win, but also kind of keep Jamal Murray at bay. Um, amongst other things that they did. Uh, but I think the biggest adjustment was inserting Kevin Love to the lineup, letting him play with Bam Adebayo in that starting lineup was a huge adjustment. And I, I'm pretty sure they'll keep doing that, keep looking to do that in game three tomorrow. Yeah, uh, kind of the same for me, man. After game one, I was looking like, well, if it's going to be like this, this could be over in five, you know, because – like you said, the, the size was glaring. It was crazy. Um, the fact that, like, at halftime, Jokic had a, a double-double yeah. and only took three shots. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, he got to the free throw line a bit, but the yeah. fact that he had a double-double and only taking three shots, it was like, all right, this is crazy. Um, but then, in a way, like, I, I'm not a I, – I know some people sometimes look at things – you have some that's going to look at things, you know, a glass half empty mm-hmm. or a glass half full. Uh, some of the Miami fans, I know, you know, they were talking about game one and was like, well, if you think about it, two of our better shooters had probably their worst shooting night ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Caleb Martin only hit one shot. Max Struess didn't score at all. They combined one for 17. The fact that they kind of, you know, they they cut down their lead a little bit. It was just too much Jokic and too much Murray. Um, and, and too many other guys at that point that was, you know, going on. And it could have been maybe, you know, the the fact of coming off that game seven against Boston. That's a very yeah. um, emotionally drained game and heading out from there, going over to Denver, dealing with that altitude and everything like that. It could have some, it could have had a little bit to play with maybe for that first game. And then you come out and see game two where, like you say, you notice the difference where Kevin Love – comes out um to to start um and he you know like you said not necessarily production wise you may not look at like his stats and say oh well he made a difference but he made a difference yeah um and then the fact that you had you know i, I think everybody besides him as far as the starters were in double figures um max Strauss rebound and have a, had a nice game um jimmy Butler had a decent game bam uh, was in double mm-hmm. figures, I think, as well. Duncan Robinson yep. had 10 points off the bench. Um, and then just that, that huge fourth quarter, I think, where they started off, like on a, it was like a 12 3 run or yeah. something like that. That was, where, that was Duncan Robinson. Know, yeah. yeah. It just, it just you know, all of a sudden it just switched and, you know, it was there. Um, to me, I felt like the way game two was is how I kind of figured that this series might be mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth, a game of runs. Somebody's going to take off here from a, you know, a 10-2 run, a 12-2 run, a, you know, a 13-2 run or whatever. Like, I think that's going to happen throughout this whole series. 
and we mentioned it before. We we kind of felt like because of the way just Miami was, we felt like it was possible that they could they could take one mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah. Um, you know, I I mean, I still think the Nuggets win the series, but I'm not really surprised that Miami is the one team that was able to actually beat Denver in the playoffs here on the road just because that's just a that's a tough gritty team man Spo knows how to pretty much make any type of adjustments man mm-hmm. you know, I think now arguably out of all the coaches like that's actively coaching in the NBA and far as body of work and everything like that it's debatable that he's probably could be possibly the best coach yeah. in the NBA as far as like you know body of work and everything they do um, I know Pop is still down there in San Antonio uh, but I think Spoke can make a case to, yeah. to be in that conversation. You know, it's just overall one of the better coaches in the league. Um, now, I know everybody is kind of going about that whole debate on what um, what Denver did with – or not not Denver, excuse me, what Miami did with uh, Nikola Jokic. Knowing in game two, yes, he had 41 points, 11 rebounds, but he only had four assists, so – um, obviously, he didn't get his other, you know, teammates involved as much as he wanted to, or you know, maybe they just didn't knock down the shots that they needed to as well. Um, and I know in the post game, uh, Ramona Sherburn was trying to get, I guess, kind of trying to get like some type of quote off of Spo about whether you let Jokic, you know, be a playmaker or a scorer, and you know, he shut down the question. He shut it down. Yeah, he he did. didn't even try to, you know, really give anything to it. But that is, that's a healthy debate. That's a healthy topic to discuss. Um, from here on out, is that is is that the key for Miami to do? Is that their key for Miami to do to come on top and, you know, pretty much shock the world and win the championship this yeah. season? Is do you continue to just let Jokic score and you key in on the others? Um, which is another, like I said, it's a topic to where a lot of people have discussed about, and that's, you know, just whether you see it on the social media, whether you see it through other podcasts. I know that um, Draymond Green and Steve Kerr talked about it a bit. Where is that line to where you say that's exactly the way it works, or, you know, it's just that other struggle, and you find that line to where it's, okay, are we going to let Jokic be a facilitator and a playmaker, or do we just let him score? <clears throat> I think there's something to that. I think you probably, I would say you probably, you probably let him score. Um, and I say let him score, but you want him to be more of a scorer. I think when he's able to post up, be on the block, able to score and facilitate, I think that's where he's a nightmare. And I think he's a nightmare regardless, don't get me wrong. But I think when he's able to find those, find um, Bruce Brown and KCP and Michael Porter Jr., find those guys, those shooters, cutters, all that, you know, all those guys, I think that's what makes him so tough to guard because he is so big and so physical. And he can, he has a, he has a jumper, he has good footwork, able to get to the rim, but then he can dump it off and pass it to his, to some of his other teammates. It makes him a tough check. It makes him a tough guard. So when he's going off, I believe, even in the, the game, I can't remember what series it was. You might better help me, Sanders. Whatever game he had, 53, he had the 53-point game. I think they lost that game, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, I believe it was, was in the, the. I want to. It might have been the, the. Was that the Phoenix? It might have been the Phoenix was series. It, I think they. The Phoenix series. I think the Nuggets end up losing the game. Um, and I don't know how many assists he had, but he had fifty three points. Um, so, I think that's. I think that's part of it, but I truly, I truly think that Jamal Murray. I said it. I said it when we previewed the the the, the series. I think Jamal Murray is the key. For the Heat defensively, I think if Jamal Murray is not going bananas, I think they have a shot because I think Yoke is just going to do what he does. Yeah, he had the 41 points. He only had four assists. I don't see another game where he doesn't, where he has four assists. I don't see another game this series where he only has four assists. But Jamal Murray, if I'm not mistaken, Jamal Murray only had, what do you have? I think he only had an 18. Like 18? 18 points. He had 18 18, points. If Jamal Murray isn't doing his thing and going crazy, I think that helps the Heat's chances exponentially. Um, Because I do believe that Jokic is going to get his and he's going to score and rebound and do the things that he does. But Jamal Murray isn't that effective. If you're able to defend that two-man game, they like to play with Murray and Jokic. I think that gives the Heat a better shot. So my answer to that would be you would want him to be probably more of a scorer than a facilitator. But Jamal Murray, in my opinion, is the guy that changes the whole dynamic of the series. If you can find a way, like I said, to not maybe not shut him down, I think he's too good to shut down. But if you can slow him down, I think that that gives the Heat a better shot at winning this series uh, like they did in winning games like they did in game two. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you I mean you look at the stat line, I think you know, like I said, he had the eighteen points, but he he took fifteen shots. I think you'll live with yeah. Uh, I think you'll live with Jamal Murray if he's scoring eighteen and taking fifteen mm-hmm. shots. That that really mean he had to pretty much work for for those eighteen points yeah. instead of where it seems like. I mean, because I, I think right now you know he may be feeling it, which I mean I, I don't I don't blame him if he is, but. Maybe just about every shot that he puts up, unless it's just really off balance or something like that, mm-hmm. he, he may feel like he has a chance of going in. Cause the shot, the the shot, the look, the look that he got at the end of the game of game two, I'm not gonna lie, coming out of his hands, I thought it looked good. <laughs> you thought it looked good. I, I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good, and I thought we were yeah. gonna come to overtime, even though that was that was pretty good defense by Miami. I think mm-hmm. I think um, Jimmy and those guys was right there in his space, right there in his back pocket, to where you know they gave him obviously the room to land, so they have to worry about that. That you know that that uh, that foul call or anything like that. But I mean, it was online with the rim. It's just you know just didn't fall his way. But yeah. um, you know he he's gonna be willing to you know take any and every shot that he can that looks good to him. Um, but you know, it's like you said, like we mentioned in the in the uh, in the finals preview that this was going to be his toughest defensive test. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can make him work for all the shots, they will, and they'll live with that. I think, like I said, they'll definitely live with him scoring under twenty, mm-hmm. and it's taking him fifteen to twenty shots um, because it's, it's really you know he's he's working for it. I mean, and as far as with Jokic, I guess in a way, I know that. They didn't want to say they being Miami didn't want to say that yeah let's let's let him score and make him just be a scorer mm-hmm. it work in our favor but I mean the proof is in the pudding and it's not even just with Miami I think that's just like any time that 
like you, that you mentioned, any time that he's gone out to just be just a prolific scorer, yeah. Denver doesn't necessarily win, and it's just him just doing all the scoring. So when he's out there, obviously facilitating, not even necessarily getting triple doubles, but if you see him to where he has 27-14-8, and eight, nine times out of ten, Denver has scored 105, <laughs> 106 points or something yeah. like that. And and Jamal Murray has probably got another 25, 26 you know, Aaron Gordon has scored 14 points or something like that. So, it's, as much as Miami wants to deny it and Spo shut it down, which I understand why he wanted to do For that. Sure. You, you don't want to give away strategy. Yeah, you don't want to give away strategy or the bullets of war material. But, you know, a, call a spade a spade. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you allow, if you're just – and it's not like they're letting him just score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll just – you can live with him scoring forty points and nobody else really doing anything, and you and you win. And then obviously on the other side for Miami, it helps when your shooters are, mm-hmm. are knocking down your shots. Mm-hmm. You know, getting turnovers, getting stops, making it easier. You know, um, for for your offense or you know even just for your fast break uh, opportunities and everything like that, to where you don't necessarily have to even set up uh, in the front court. Because even with the change with bringing in Kevin Love to start which they'll probably go with that the rest of the series. Now, that front court for Denver is still yeah. – <laughs> still that's a pretty still tall, long front court, mm-hmm. man. So they still going to have their work cut out for them and everything like that. But obviously, probably for Miami, the difference is between games one and two was – which most of their – like I said, most of the Miami fans that I know is what they said is the fact that they knocked down their shots. Yeah. Um, it seemed like, you know, everybody pretty much outside of Bam struggled game one. And even in game one, he took – I think 22, 23 shots so yeah. off of those 26 points. So, you know, it just it just wasn't a good shooting night for them game one. And then you come back with game two and they pretty much, I think, cut that down in half and had a had a real good had a real good shooting, had a real good shooting night. And um, you know, you can't really complain about that. Um I mean, Gabe Vincent <laughs> I think he had a pretty good night game one, and now he has a he had a he had a good one in game two too, mm-hmm. man. Um once again, Miami just with their unsung heroes, man. Just just talk about like how much they just been able to, you know, really stay focused, even in the midst of when some of them having a, a a bad night that they did like in game one, and then come back in game two and able to just keep it going. Yeah, I think Struce coming back and hitting. He started off the game hot, hit four threes in the in the in the first quarter, had twelve points, only finished with fourteen, but. He was four for seven in the first quarter from three. Him being as aggressive as he was, um, all he shot was threes in game two. He was four for ten from the field. Um, But him coming out and being aggressive and not letting the bad shooting night affect him mentally, not getting caught up in, you know, I didn't hit a shot game one, you know, and not coming out and being aggressive as a shooter. And I don't know this, you know, I'm not a <laughs> I'm nowhere like that. But I would I, I would imagine as a shooter, and we've seen it plenty of times, plenty of examples of when shooters grow cold, all they need to see is one go in. Yep. All they yep. need to see is one go in, whether it be a layup, a free throw, a three pointer, whatever it is, if they see the ball go in the basket, that could switch and, and something could click and now they're and now they're on. So him coming out and being aggressive which he was to start the game, and then Duncan Robinson in that fourth quarter, leading that run, you know, like you said, that 12-3 to run, that run to 
come out, start the fourth quarter, and get the Heat back into the game. Switching that momentum was huge. That changed the game. That changed the game. The the Nuggets had, I believe, were thirty seven on one or something like that. With when having a lead in the fourth quarter, like a double digit lead in the fourth quarter um, this mm-hmm. season. So normally you go into the fourth quarter against Denver, the game, and you're down double digits. The game is over. But you start off, you yep. start off with that run, and then you carry it on. You carry it over throughout that energy throughout the fourth quarter. Um, and obviously, it was a three point game. Denver's a good basketball team. They kept battling back, back and forth, back and forth. But that with Duncan Robinson was able to to kickstart the comeback and able to fuel them to the win. That's the stuff that the Heat are going to have to do. They're going to continue to do and play the way they've been playing and lean on those guys, the Duncan Robinsons, the Caleb Martins, the Max Struess, the Gabe Vincents. Those guys have to continue to be aggressive, aggressive in shooting the basketball even when they're not hitting because when they do hit, it, they're pretty hard to beat regardless of where they are. They've shown throughout the playoffs that they can win on the road. You know, I mean, they've been an AC, so they've been they've been without they've been a team in each series with the least amount of home games every every series. So they've shown the fortitude to go on the road and win games. Now, when they go home for game three, I believe it's going to be a three bonanza because <laughs> I I think all these dudes, Struess and Martin and Robinson, Davis, I think they're just going to be hitting threes from all over the place. Um, in game three because of the energy um, that'll be in that arena. But those guys have been what has kept the heat afloat all throughout these playoffs. Um, and so I would say they're not going to switch up the formula. They've been winning. They got to this point now. So those guys have to continue to step up in those in those moments, continue to make plays. It can't just be Bam and Jimmy. Um, they're not gonna, that's not going to be enough to get it done. For four games in this series, that's not going to be a, them two. Those two guys aren't going to be enough to get four wins against this different Nuggets team. So they got to keep leaning on those others, those other, well, those teammates, as Jimmy said, his teammates to help get the job right, done. Right. Yeah, and I honestly, it's the to me, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the same thing really for Denver as well. I mean, yeah. it's just necessarily it can't be just. Um, just all Jokic or all Jokic and Murray I mean cause the same way that like for for them I mean it's literally it was like a, a whole flip of the switch I mean game one Denver has four guys in double figures mm-hmm. the next game is just I believe it was just Jokic Aaron Gordon and Murray I think mm-hmm. I think Michael Porter only had six points KCP only had seven or seven or eight points or something like that uh, I mean, Bruce Brown had double figures off the bench, but I mean, you know, kind of need some of those guys to step up. Uh, Christian Brown has to do has to be a lot better on the defensive end. Yeah, um, I think he, which I don't know, that that could come into with coaching and maybe just them talking on defense, uh, them being the Nuggets talking on defense because a lot of those threes that Gabe Vincent and, and Max Struess and those guys are able to hit, they're really coming off you know pin down screens mm-hmm. and. There's one there's one time where they they make the switch on it so where you know okay 
if there's the way that the guy that's coming off and coming off there and going maybe going to the lane to maybe for a layup there's to help defense and then there's another time where they're not switching or forget to get back on it and then boom there's Gabe Vincent sitting up there wide open three point shot and it's literally off the same plays I mean yeah you know just some of those things there's definitely some adjustments that have to be made but um yeah, going into game three, man, it's, it's to me it's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to see how Miami's going to have that place rocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the the crowd get in there a little late, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's Miami. Be, it's Miami. It's, you know, it's <laughs> Miami, man. It's Miami. I understand, but, but it, it, it it's 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 going to be rocking. Um, who's the who's the guy that you're looking at? Maybe on each side that needs to step up. Here to to get their team this this two one lead going into uh, Wednesday night. I think for the Heat is Caleb Martin. I think that's the guy that can help pro- propel the Heat to a win uh, tomorrow night. Um, he hasn't had a good showing, um, you know, quite yet in the in this year's finals. Um, he struggled game one, even struggled a little bit last night as well. Um, I think that. With him being, you know, with the Heat being at home, you know, being able, you know, you hear people talk about it all the time, being able to sleep in your own bed and, you know, go to the gym and kind of do your your normal home, you know, routine. I think that's something that isn't talked about enough, that comfortability factor, being comfortable being back at home and doing your normal routine. I think that he is a guy that can definitely – change the dynamic of this series if you can get him to play like he was playing in the Eastern Conference Finals the Heat are going to have a very very good shot at winning this series because he opened up a lot of stuff too <laughs> when he was going he helped open up you know other guys as well um, so I think I think Caleb Martin I think it's time for him to go ahead and step up and and um, get to get back to that level he was playing at in Eastern Conference Finals and then I think for for the Nuggets, I would say it's Michael Porter Jr. He's got to shoot the ball better. Um, he hasn't shot the ball well at all. This series only had five points um, in game two. That's not going to cut it. Um, he's too good of a shooter for that. Um, Denver is another team that relies on the three a lot. They have a lot of good shooters as well. And Michael Porter Jr. is a specialist. <laughs> I guess I would say that he, he is a specialist. He can shoot the basketball. He's, he's got to shoot better. He's got to shoot better. You can't be two for six from the field. 26 minutes, you only have five points. Um, that that just can't happen. You got you got to get better shooting from him. And then KCP, if I was to ask somebody else for the Nuggets as well, um, 36 minutes, you only had six points. One for four from the field. Got to be got to be better than that. But I would say Caleb Martin and and Michael Porter Jr. Those would be the two guys that I would say definitely have to step up for their respective teams. In order to get this win on tomorrow, because I think tomorrow, I mean, obviously, it, game three in the one-one series is, is big, just like game five in the two-two series. You get that that extra hand, but like I said, the, with the Heat being at home, Michael Porter Jr. in that shooting, taking the crowd out of the game, I think that's going to be huge if he can do that tomorrow night. Yeah, for me, uh, for Miami, for me, actually, you know, it's it's somebody who's having a great series right now. I just want to see if they can keep it up, and that's Gabe Vincent. Okay. Um, 
I mean, you know, 19 points in game one, 20, mm-hmm. I think he had 23 points uh, yeah. the other day in game two. Um, I mean, he's having a heck of a series right now. I just want to see if he can keep that up. Like you said, now the fact that they're going to be at home here for at least the next two games, uh, for sure, you know, not necessarily have to deal with, you know, any traveling or anything like that. They, they know the routine that they can have as they get ready here for a game um, in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, not having, you know, you know, nothing's going to be out of the ordinary, something that they're used to um, used to doing. You know, they know what time they can go and get ready for that, you know, that little shoot around or whatever else they need to do and everything like that. So um, for me, it's just want to see if he can keep it up, man, because, you know, honestly, right now, I mean, I think in the end it would still probably find its way to get to Jimmy Butler because it's Jimmy Butler, but he could, him being Gabe Vincent, he could make a case for right now as being a running for that that finals MVP. I mean, you know, he's he's just he's having he's having a heck of a series right now. I know it's mm-hmm. just two games in, but that's that. Um and then for Denver, it's the it's the same two guys that you mentioned to me already, which is, you know, Michael Porter Jr. and KCP. I mean, they just Really, in lamest terms, they just they just have to play better. They have to mm-hmm. shoot better, man. They got to be able to knock down the shots. I mean, like you said, Denver is one of those teams that you know definitely relies relies on their three point shooting. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. and KCP mm-hmm. are a very integral part of that. Like they have to they have to be able to knock down these shots, man, and hopefully try to find a way to you know silence that that Miami crowd, man, and, and try to get back home court. Uh, in one of these games here between game three and game four. Um, speaking of game threes and game three and game four, we talked about it kind of before we kind of started, but the fact that the NBA is like trying to milk out seven <laughs> games in, in yeah. almost three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> game one was last Thursday on the first. Mm-hmm. They get a they get two days before they do game, uh, two. game two, which yep. is on Sunday. It's been two days now since they played, and so then tomorrow that'll be that'll be game three. I guess the the first real normal gap that they got is between game three and game four, which is just that one day. Because mm-hmm. game four would be on Friday, but then after that, I think what it's another two day period. Yeah, they would play they again. Game five. Yeah, game four would be Friday. Game five would be on Monday the twelfth. Game six would be on Thursday, and then Game seven would be the following Sunday on on Father's Day. I kind of get it, but then I'm like, bruh, <laughs> trying to get as much bang for their buck. Golly, do they have to milk out? That's that's all. Literally, almost three weeks, bro. That's two oh, and a yeah. half weeks. It's eighteen Just, days, man. Eighteen days. Golly, bro. Money know, talks, man. man. I, Try to, <laughs> when he talks, try to make, I, I, make the people wait. Know. You got to make the people wait, Sanders. You got to make them wait. Bro, I, I see, but golly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the the travel can't be too bad between 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 Denver and Miami. I, can, I mean, I don't know. it can't be that bad. There's no telling, man. There's no telling. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I know they're flying their own. You know, team planes and everything. I don't know how many direct flights there are from Denver to Miami. So, but you know, I, I don't know, man. There, this with the scheduling holds for us. So, 
It is what it is. It is what it is. I guess so. Um, who you who who takes the two one lead? Who wins game three? I think the Heat win game three. I think the Heat win game three. I think being at home is huge. I think it being one one and being back at home is huge. Um, there. You you taking the what you taking home court advantage um, from the Nuggets. You got the one win on the road, which is what you needed. So now, like I like I said earlier, you can go back home, sleeping in your own bed, doing your normal routine. Um, you're in your own gym. You're used to you know you know your spots and everything. Like you said, the crowd will be a little late, but when they get in there, it's gonna be rocking. It's the first time. Um, the Heat have hosted Miami has hosted a NBA Finals game in forever. Obviously, they were in the finals, but that was in the bubble. Um, but this is the first time they've Ooh, they've yeah. hosted a NBA Finals game since the Big Three run and everything. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy down there. Um, oh, yeah, so that's I think nine, yeah, that's nine years. Yeah, that's nine years. So with yeah. with all that and the energy and, and the anticipation of it, I just think that. Like I said, I think the shooters, I think their shooters are going to come out and they're going to be firing. I think Gabe Vincent and Struess and Robinson and Martin, I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to shoot the ball well. I think Denver is going to play well um, too. But I, I just feel like Miami is going to ride the emotion of, off those fans and they'll get they'll get game three. Yeah, I think, um, I think this game is going to be similar to to game two. I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth, a lot of action. Um, there, there may be some struggles here and there, maybe for mm-hmm. Denver. And I think just because of them, you know, them being on the road here, and I think this is one of those games where they kind of, it's like I say, it's a struggle, but they'll find a way to make it back, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Miami takes game three as well. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go up 2 1 and, uh, and take game three. Um, I just like you said that that crowd's gonna be rocking. I think um, I think uh, I think this might be the the Jimmy Butler game. I mean, you know he he's been scoring, but it hasn't been really efficient. It's been mm-hmm. it's been a little a little bit of a struggle for him. But I think this could be a, a Jimmy Butler type of night to where you know he's feeding off that crowd, man. He's you know clamping folks down, talking that talk, man, talking this noise. You know, getting everybody hyped up and everything like that. And I think once again, you know, I think the shooters will will make their shots. I think it'll be, you know, it was, you know, so like I said, it was Vincent game one. He had a great game two. Max Struess had a great uh, a great game two. Who knows? Is this could be the guy you mentioned earlier? This could be Caleb Martin's turn to where he gets some shots going, or this heck, it could be it could be Kyle Lowry, man. It the could 10, be. 15 minutes he come out yeah. there and he he gets some buckets for you. So. Really, never know what exactly uh, what what exactly could happen out there, but I do think uh, I think Miami takes the dub um, tomorrow night, and I think they take that two one lead um, heading into Game Four to to where at this point now they that's, that's putting Denver on the ropes because now at that point Game Four becomes do or die. The, yeah, essentially, yeah. you know, essentially it does it does become become do or die for sure. I'm I'm interested to see and we we didn't talk about it. Um, 
Mike Malone talked about the effort and the lack of effort from the Nuggets in game two. I'd be interested to see what I'll be interested to see how Denver comes out in game one. What do they look like coming out? Or do they come out flat or are they you know, is the effort there, is the energy there, or are they locked in defensively? Like I'll, I'll be interested to see within because it, they're going to have to survive the first six minutes or whatever it is. The first they have to survive that first wave from the heat because they're going to come out firing. So, but what, how does Denver come out to start the game and how do they respond? I'll be interested to see that because I know. Um, that Mike Malone wasn't happy about that. He mentioned it in the press conference. I know he's talked to the team about it. So looking to see how they respond to their coaches, their coach, um, basically, I mean, basically calling them out and saying it was just a lack of effort out there. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely will be interesting to see, man. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, game three tomorrow night, Wednesday night. I guess it'll be what. It's gonna be it's gonna be a late this one it's gonna be a late tip now right it's gonna be because it's still be no it's gonna be eight thirty no it's still eight thirty eight thirty yeah okay eight thirty okay so not not super late but mm-hmm. a, a decent amount of a decent amount of time to get yourself together and get mm-hmm. ready for it for sure uh, man um, I guess really uh, that's really kind of it far as like what's going on with the, with the I, NBA I, finals man I do want to I do I did want to talk about something. Something that uh kind of tweeted out earlier this week, so okay. and I kind of want to talk about it just kind of because I don't know if I fully agree with you. So it was uh what KP said about about Ja about Ja okay. Morant. So yeah. for people that didn't see it um, on first take, Kendra Perkins, I believe it might have been it might have been Monday, might have been on uh, well, uh, it might have been yesterday. Yeah, might have been on Monday, um, if I'm not mistaken. He was. They were talking about John Moran and whatever, um, because Adam Silver came out and was saying that the investigation had shined a light on some other things that um, that was going on. So they found new evidence, this, that, and the third. And Kendrick Perkins said that it, he feels like it's time for it might be time for John Moran to get out of the city of Memphis might be time for him to get out of the organization um, because of the different influences and things like that. Um, and I saw what you said. I saw what you said on Twitter. Um, so maybe, well, I'll give my, I'll kind of give my two cents and then obviously you can kind of reiterate what you, what you said on, on Twitter and everything. I agree with you from the sense of it's not, the city's fault is not the city's fault that what's going on is going on. I'm not that there's no argument there. I have no argument there. It's not, it's not, there's, there's good and bad in every city. So the, you can't blame a whole city for something that one person is doing. I do think that there are influences though, in every city, good or bad. And because there are good and bad influences, it's it's two. One of the things that one of the things you said was like you you mentioned like Chicago and Milwaukee and some of the DC and some of the other cities. 
that have some bad stuff going on. Do we know that? And they're not being a lot of that. They're not being a lot of, you know, back and forth. But the stars in those cities aren't getting caught up in the stuff that's going on. You see what I'm saying? That Zach Levine is getting caught up in all the stuff that's going on in Chicago or, you know, Trey Young in Atlanta is getting caught up in all the in all the dumb stuff that goes on in Atlanta. And I'm, once again, I'm not saying that it's the city's fault, but there are some maybe what I feel like what Kendra Pressure was trying to say was the influences, the major influences in that city in in Memphis that Ja has hooked up with could be the reason why some of this stuff is going on. And if he can't figure out a way to get away from those set influences, which the city embraces and whatever it is, obviously. But if you can't get away from those guys that are influencing you, you might just need to get out of the city. I think that might have been with where he was going. I kind of I don't I'm not saying that he needs I don't I was I don't know if he needs to leave Memphis or not. I don't know if he needs to leave the Grizzly organization or not. But Everybody just succumbed to bad influences, and for some reason, Ja is, and he's hanging out with some dudes that ain't really that seem like they don't have his best interests at heart. And so maybe, maybe he does need to. I don't know. Maybe he does need to leave. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when I first so when I first listened to what what Kendra Perkins said. To me, it felt like, and to a certain extent, I still stand by it. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a cop out to necessarily put Jaws' actions on what he's doing on the city of Memphis. And yeah. you know, I, I may feel, I may feel a little some certain way about it, just because that's that's home. And, so, I, I, you know, and I, I would feel the same way about it. Let me. If somebody the, said yes. that about, yeah, if, yeah, if, they, about if this is going like you know, if somebody was like, like if if this was. Let's just say this was, you know, what I'm saying this is this is this 2017 and and Julio Julio Jones yeah. out chilling with or something. Yeah, they, yeah you know, they're they doing just, dumb stuff. It's like well, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know, it's like so, yeah. it's like hold on, bro, chill. You know, what I'm saying chill. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, you you gonna you gonna do that. You know what I mean? And that's why I said I'm like I'm a, I'm a ride for the city and everything like that. Now I will say this: I feel like people back home and people that's from Memphis. Uh, it's not not naive to the fact of what's going on, what goes on mm-hmm. in the city. Um, are there negative influences there in 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 Memphis? Yes, mm-hmm. and like you said, there's there's some everywhere, mm-hmm. wherever you go. Um, I just thought the way that and and maybe Kendrick Perkins wasn't trying to say it that way, but the way it came out mm-hmm. and how I initially heard it, it just sounded like a cop out to me. And I'm like, you can deal with that anywhere you go. But you do have a great point of you're not hearing it about, you know, like you said, you're not hearing it about Zach Levine in Chicago. You're not hearing anything about, you know, Bobby Portis in mm-hmm. Milwaukee or, you know, Bradley Bill in D.C. or mm-hmm. Trey Young in Atlanta, uh, Brandon Ingram in New Orleans. You know, I'm just trying to think of other places. To yeah, where, L.A., you know, you got L.A. You yeah. know, you know, mm-hmm. we're places where it's like it's. It could get crazy out there and everything like that. Um, I just feel like another way he could have worked. If you just want to say you don't want John Memphis no more and you want him to go to a, a, a bigger market team, just say it that way instead of just saying, well, 
the rappers, you know, finesse two times and money bag yo and yo Gotti. And I'm like, yeah, he he like he hanging with them, but the honestly, the people that he's getting in trouble with are the people that he are is really close to from his hometown in South Carolina. It's, apparently, that's what that's who, it's yeah, really when is, yeah, when it's, it's yeah, those, you when know what I'm saying? So he's then it's like, yeah. So, you know, so basically it's kind of like it ain't even nobody that's really from necessarily Memphis that's really getting him in trouble. Because really at the end of the day, Ja just has to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? And I feel like people, I feel like people back home or, you know, just in general or if you're a Memphis Grizzly fan or whatever or from Memphis is like – you know they took offense to it just because it's kind of like it's so much stuff that already has a, a negative light you know on Memphis. everybody knows about first 48 mm-hmm. you know all the things that's just been you know what just happened uh months ago with you know with Tyree Nichols like mm-hmm. it's just it's already a lot of negativity there in in the city and you know this is you know, granted, don't get me wrong, we, we, we they've had, when I say we, I mean just Memphis in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Grizzlies fan, but I know, like, in general, we've had, you know, we had guys come through there. You know, Shane Battier mm-hmm. and, you, you know, your Mike Millers and Rudy Gay. Now, see, O.J. Mayo was a different story. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the city the city might have got him on that one. I give you that one. But, but I mean, you know, we you know we have, you know, Shane Battier, Rudy Gay, Mike Miller, uh, you know, Powell, Margaret Saul. Yeah, yeah, Zebo. Zach, Zach Zebo, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Got his number retired. Mike Conley is probably the the poster child of being a yeah. Memphis Grizzly, like through and through. However, this is literally, this is, this is, this is the Grizzlies' first, like, for real ever superstar. Yeah, like, bonafide, yeah. Bonafide superstar. You're not no, not a, not a guy who can get an all star or a couple of all stars. And you know, Mark has that one, you know, defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Like that. This is a, this is a generational franchise guy that you have in the city. That that should be real. Never gets anything like this. So you know, this is this is the first time the city is like having this. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost like you. It's kind of almost like a family member. Like you can, you know, what I'm saying, like you can talk crazy or talk bad to your your, your kinfolk or your cousin, your brothers mm-hmm. and sister, but can't nobody else do that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I feel it's that. like you know what I mean. You know, it's kind of like, hey, wait a minute, what you mean? You know, what I'm saying, like you, you might, you know, what I'm saying, you might tell your brother like this, this, and this, A, B, C, whatever. Yeah. Ooh, man, you this. But the minute somebody, you know what I'm saying, you don't know like that or, you know, whoever, you know, saying something, you like, hold on, bro, back off on, you know what I'm saying, yeah, back yeah, off yeah. on my little brother for, we, you know what I'm saying? I got him. For there be yeah. consequences, repercussions, you mm-hmm. know, and everything like that. So I do think now, like, kind of going back on and giving a couple of days, I do feel like what Kendrick Perkins was saying was what you were saying was just maybe, you know, the influences that he was is surrounding himself on mm-hmm. if he doesn't get his act together then yes he needs to be gone but then if you have that if you do that and you go to whatever other city you go to mm-hmm. and you're still doing that at that point we know it's not that's, it's that's you yeah that's where the comment is like it's not it's not Memphis it's not wherever whatever it's, it's you you know yeah. so 
it's just you know, and, and, and a lot of people, and I mean, I, I I don't like to I don't like to use age as an excuse because you know, excuses like buttholes, everybody got one. You yeah. Know what I mean, but I mean, yes, he is young, and it's just like the fact that. He was just saying that he was trying to get himself together, and then you come right back and mm-hmm. get into some more trouble. And then I don't know who on his PR team, bro, but they they gotta go because now that somebody was a toy gun, and I'm like, just stop because you're trying to make, make it, it any, worse. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it making worse. it worse. That's making because it worse. If just, they find out that it, if they find out that it wasn't a toy gun, then what? It's like just yeah, hush. just stop. Now, now my only thing is is though is. About all of this and what's going on too Is This is the one time where I really didn't like about I really didn't like Alvin, Adam Silver Really saying anything Because the fact that he sits there And says that you know While they were discussing all this stuff And he was saying well I don't want to take light away from the NBA finals Well it's too late now Yeah, I mean, yeah like you know People are still going to gear mm-hmm. towards it And it's going to be still the main topic of discussion But now you created this sidebar to where it's like people are anxiously waiting. We like, waiting how many games see. you think he gonna get? Like, mm-hmm. you know, is it gonna be is it gonna be fifteen? Is it gonna be twenty? Is it gonna be thirty? Is it gonna be half the season? Mm-hmm. You know, are they gonna try to make an example out of him? And then and then at that point, now we got a whole that's a whole another debate. Because you got it to where essentially he didn't he being Ja didn't break really didn't he didn't break any law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying And everything like that Or, or nothing You know just A video And then and a, a, a Two videos Showing you know mm-hmm. Him holding the gun No laws being broken But we've had Other players And other situations Where Things have happened And Either there was a suspension Or there wasn't a suspension mm-hmm. Or it wasn't that much And then if it comes out That this is gonna be well, a lot of people are guessing at least half the season. So we're talking about 40 games at least. What would that cause as far as like, yeah, you know, how they feel about it? And then does the does the NBA PA get involved in this, which I'm assuming that they will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's opening up a can of worms that we didn't really need right now at the moment. Because everybody is kind of looking forward to and looking at you know this NBA Finals. I, mean, yeah. I, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet earlier saying about how Game One was uh, the second most watched Game One out of the last four NBA Finals outside of the you know last year where it was the Celtics and the uh, Warriors. Okay, but more people watched this Game One than they did Milwaukee Phoenix mm-hmm. and in the bubble. So. Clearly, everybody is, is enjoying, you know, yeah. is going to enjoy this series and everything like that. So, you know, I just, I understand, like, he just answering the question that somebody asked him and he yeah. got brought up and it is what it is. But I'm like, it's just, you know, it's it's all about the wording and delivery. Mm-hmm. Once you say, once you say, well, I'm not trying to take light away from the NBA finals, it's, it's kind of too yeah. late once you say that. I saw you know? something, I saw something that said, <laughs> and and God rest his soul, uh, David Stern. They said David Stern would have gave him gave him his suspension at halftime of Game One and made job apologize at after Game One. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN. 
say he would have handed down the suspension at halftime and then made him apologize right after the game. So, man, hey, look, if the, I think if this was David Stern, we would have, we would have found out what was going on after <laughs> after this after the. After they were eliminated, yeah, what's going on? Then he he probably like, yeah, bro, we we gonna suspend you for this many games next season. Just yeah. just get ready for that. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I just wanted. I to, will say. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I will, I will, I will say this though. Um, I think, um, I think a suspension should be warranted, mm-hmm. just because. You had you you had just got in trouble for this, saying that you were gonna do better and you was doing, and then you turn right back around. And you had just talked. You had just talked to the commission. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of not the same comparison, but and I, I, don't, I don't like bringing this up, but in a way, it's 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 kind of almost like the the Atlanta Falcons 2007 incident. I just leave it at mm, that. Yeah. To yeah. where to where seven seven had just got done talking to Roger, and yeah. then it comes out. You know, it's, so it's like at that point, I gotta suspend you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to kind of I wanted to hear your your thought process on it because I know I mean I was on Twitter. You can go on a long rant, but you don't you know you only have so you know so much you can say on Twitter. I just want to get your response and just kind of. One kind of let you know where I was coming from, what I was thinking, and then just wanted to hear hear what you hear what you um, was thinking. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to talk too much on that. It's at the bottom line is like you said, he just gotta he just gotta do better. I hope he's not doing whatever to feel like he has to ingratiate himself with the city of Memphis because um, I've been to Memphis on multiple occasions. I like going there. It is. I mean, it is cool. There's, like I said, good and bad in 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 in, in every city. Um, but the one thing I will say is that the city has embraced him. Everybody that I know that is from Memphis that are Grizzly fans love the Grizzlies and love Ja. And so, with all the stuff that is going on, is like you said, it is kind of like that family member feel where it's like, let me talk to him. You don't say nothing. You can't say nothing about him. That's how that's how people my my experience with people from Memphis, that's what I get. You can't really you can't talk about the city. You can't talk about their their you know, the Grizzlies, you can't talk about University of Memphis, like the college like you can't talk you, you just can't. And so that's the good thing about it. And so people are very, very proud about being from Memphis in the city. So I think that you know, I think that's what a lot of it stemmed from, from you, and then I saw from other people as well. So, um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to hear, just kind of wanted to hear what you were, what you were thinking. That's it. Just kind of wanted to hear it. So that was it. That was, that was, that was <laughs> nah, it, nah, for sure. I mean, but I think, I think, really, in the end, I want to the the wording and the the delivery is coming out differently or the message is coming out a little differently. But I think in the end, we kind of saying the same thing where it's like, he just, you know what I'm saying? Like in the end, yeah, it's, it's on him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If you don't get your act, if you don't get your act together, then we got to move accordingly. All right. All right. You got to go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It is what it is. So that's that. I will, I will say, I will bring on one more thing just to kind of, 
uh, keep the basketball talk going just a little bit longer. I don't know if you've seen it all yet, but there has been um, a few guys here and there that's been committing to the to the FIBA World Championships that I'm assuming that's coming up here. I don't know if it's this summer or next yeah, summer. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen I believe, it. Well, I guess it has to be this summer because wouldn't next year be the Olympics, technically? It's been four. Well, twenty. Because I know. Well, I know with twenty twenty. It was, was supposed to be, but it had. We had in twenty two, didn't they? Do it. Yeah, it depends on. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to keep up with. Because it's supposed to be twenty twenty. They did it in. Right. Did they do it in twenty one or twenty? They did it in twenty one. I want to think it was twenty one because they didn't do it last yeah. summer. So yeah, I, I don't know. I would imagine that they maybe would go back to your regularly scheduled programming. But now I haven't seen, so they started to put the roster together. Um, yeah. So they say. Um, I mean, you, we've we've had a few guys that's. Uh, I think they said this has um been committing. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think one guy I seen that they had uh was going to be. I think Tyrese Halliburton was one. Okay. Uh, I like that. Um. I'm trying to think who else was it. Uh, I want to say uh, Jalen Brunson, okay, Mikael Bridges. Um, I like those I three so far. A, I think uh, I want to. Don't know if it's 100 percent true or not, but I want to say that they 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 put your boy Austin Reeves on here. <laughs> um, but I think Reese. I think just. Excuse me. I think just as recent, um, Brandon Ingram and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, has said they committed to be part of Team USA. Okay. Um, going with so the young, far. going with the young boys. As, uh, you're not gonna have a, you're not gonna have as many. You're not gonna get Steph and Clay and Bron and those type of guys to to get on this thing. Not at this point in their careers. So yeah. You got to get and some of those young what, guys rolling, get them into yeah, it. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I was kind I was gonna bring up to you to see because I, they're getting they're catching a lot of bad flags. So it's so right now. Okay, here it is official: Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson, like that, like Austin that. Reeves, like that. Uh, I don't know, that's uh, Austin, Austin Reeves, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Bobby Portis, Mikael Bridges, okay. and then just added, just added Jaron Jackson Jr. and, and Brandon Ingram yeah. um, to Team USA. I, I'm with you. People have got to understand that we're not about to see Steph, KD. Yeah. Le- I don't think we're about to see Steph, KD, LeBron. Like, I think their days of they, doing that yeah. summer Olympic team is it, gone. We're gonna now. I get now. Of course, what we're probably waiting on is. Maybe if it may be somebody here from the finals that may want to do, mm-hmm. that may want to do some. If Jimmy wants to, I don't know, or if Bam can you get it, yeah, Jason to, Tatum or uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you know, what I'm saying uh, one of those guys. Um, honestly, I don't know if they'll do it, but I would like to see them maybe reach out to Ja. Especially if the suspension is going to come. I mean, I get, yeah, I just why I, not? I, I say that I Trey. Yeah, I can see Trey Young, but yeah, you're gonna get like you're gonna now you're gonna like I was like Devin Booker, that's another guy like Devin, you're gonna get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like you're gonna it's gonna there's gonna be a new influx. You'll have you you'll probably be able to get 
some venturing guys that are not, you know, that aren't on for like crazy old, but have been yeah. have been you know been in the league a little bit longer. But you got to get some young blood in there now. You're the guys that you leaned on. Carmelo was done. D Wade has been gone. Bosh, LeBron, um, KD, um, RIP, recipe, you know, Kobe Bean, like those guys, right. like Chris Paul, right. like those guys are their time. You're not going to get them to play. You're, you're not. They old, man. So you got to get. You trying to be nice about it. They old. They are. But, <laughs> but also, too, you got to think about these other countries that had it. The future. Greek, the Greek freak. And I don't think he's 30. D- Luka Doncic definitely is not 30. <laughs> Embiid, uh, uh, Nicole, uh, Nikola right. Jokic, like that. That Canada team could possibly be stacked. We talking about Jamal Murray, yeah. Andrew Wiggins, Say Gilgis Alexander. Like, <laughs> so you, you you can't roll out there. I mean, you can you you can roll out there with LeBron and Steph and KD, and they'll be fine. But them young boys are going to they going they'll run it. You gotta have it's some young time. blood. It's, yeah, it's 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 a time it's for some time. for new blood to get in there. So, uh, you know, Austin Reeves had a great season and great playoffs. He might be him. That's the only maybe, one. I'm like, it yeah. may be Portis. Was kind of like, yeah, you know, just for names. Yeah. kind of like, yeah, but yeah. they can play ball, and if they want to do it, let them do it. Like, but to be but to be honest, I feel like you gotta have you gotta have guys like an Austin Reeves and a Bobby Portis on the team like that, just yeah. because they won't necessarily because out with those two, everybody else that we kind of name are are either an option one or two. Uh, yeah. Okay. On their team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, Ant. Yeah. Bridges, Halle Burton, Jalen, JB. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, we just added Triple J and Brandon Ingram. Those, all those guys, there are normally your option one or two, depending yeah. on who's available on their squads. Well, we know Bobby Portis and Austin Reeves aren't option ones or twos nearly necessarily on their respective teams. Mm-hmm. So they already they know they'll be already ready to know that hey. Just tell me what role I got. I'll play this role. I'll do what I need to do, and won't necessarily feel like, well, I'm not getting the ball enough, or yeah. I need to be running this. You need to run this for me, or anything like that. Because, in a way, they're kind of used to that on their own team. And, and you know, I think, I think, uh, I want to say, I want to say, Steve Kerr is going to be the coach okay. of all of this. So I, I think they're they'll be in good hands yeah, for it. He'll get it together. Um, you know. Once they get some more commitments, like I said, we're trying to you know probably waiting on. I think obviously if they get the the bigger guys, like if they get a if they get a Devin Booker, they get a Jason Tatum, they get those Jonathan guys. I Mitchell, think, yeah, yeah, well, even a Darius Garland, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, and most of the guys that we named so far have been been guards. I mm-hmm. mean, they they finally got some front court players when they just got it with Jaron Jackson and Brandon Ingram. Um, like I said, who who knows, you know, if, you know, depending on how Bam is feeling, if he wants to come in after the finals and play or or Jimmy Butler, you know, if he wants to or not, he he may he may not. So I don't know if he yeah. will, but I can definitely see Bam doing it. I mean, yeah, Jason Tatum. And I mean, there's probably be a couple of more other, you know, other guys that they can get here to, to get that team rounded up. I mean, it's just the beginning of the process, man. I, I think uh, a lot of people are just overreacting just a bit much yeah. to – some of the guys, and I can, like I said, I can kind of understand how you would kind of go like eh, with 
Bobby Portis and Austin Reeves because that doesn't sound like those just aren't two names like that are just, who, yeah. yeah it don't sound like that they need to be there or something like that but I mean I really think you need guys like that on your roster who's gonna just and I, was, I mean they earned they, it they earned it for this year if they I mean yeah Austin Reeves did ball like it wasn't like we just they just said Austin Reeves and he was and he just, about to get paid yeah that too and he about to get paid that too he 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 about to get paid. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I really can't can't really fault him for that and anything like that. So, man, <laughs> I, I I think like I said, I think people are overreacting on it. It's um people are overreacting. It they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. I'm right there with you, bro. Like you said, it's just I think it's just the young guy's turn. Mm-hmm. I know people may look at people may look at Austin Reeves and Bobby Portis and be like, eh, I don't know. But once again, I think you need those type of guys on a on a team like this, on a, a you know, a chance to go get um to go get gold here in, yeah. in the FIBA World Championships. Um, like you said, cause the other teams out here, bro, they they loaded. Team Canada got a chance to be really loaded, bro. Like yeah. I said, I mentioned them. You mentioned about Giannis and Greece. Um, I, you know, I, you can never really rule out Spain. Um, nope. <laughs> you know, yeah, so you can't Luca, rule out those guys. Luca yeah. and Slovenia, they're they going to be there. So, yeah. uh, hey, it's going to be interesting to see. But, I, you know, I think people right now are just overreacting. We, You know, we're still waiting on a few more guys, man, to see if they can commit. You know, mm. obviously – they can get those big fish, if they can get the Jason Tatums, um, the Devin Bookers, you know, if they can get them guys to commit, I think the roster will end up shaping itself out um real good, man, and, and it'll be all right. I mean, you know, yeah. It's the 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 guys that we're used to seeing playing over in those summer and the, on those Olympic teams and world championship teams growing up, those those days are long gone, bro. It's over. You know what I mean? Like we gotta we gotta get ready for this new blood, this new wave of guys that's mm-hmm. coming in now. So that's just what uh, people just got to get ready to expect. But man, as we get ready here, wrap up another uh, another great episode, man. This this was a good talk that we had, uh, man. What what what's uh what's some things you got to say to the people, bro? Man, same as always. Continue to stay safe. Um, continue to um, take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. Um, all you know, do all all the things that you need to do. Um, and um, can't wait can't wait for game three tomorrow can't wait to see um, what happens tomorrow will be obviously game three and game four I think obviously tomorrow is a big game and um, should be a good one so I'm excited excited to see that but yeah continue to take care of yourselves continue to like you said you, we're into month six so coming up on uh, halfway in, into the year so continue to maneuver yourself and do the things that you need to do to put yourself in the best position to finish off the year strong in this back half um, as we go through the month of June. Yes, sir. Man, same for me. Um, just glad we was able to do this another time, man. Y'all keep, um, you know, protecting yourselves out here, man. Um, just stay aware of your surroundings. Um, you know, call and check on your loved ones. 
all that good stuff like that, man. Uh, continue to support the podcast, man. We got a we got a lot of love um, from the from the last couple of episodes, man. A couple of subscribers was coming in. Y'all keep subscribing to the podcast, man. Follow you know follow us on the socials, on the YouTube channel, on the YouTube page. Uh, man, just continue to support us, man. We we really appreciate it. You know, give your feedback, comments. We love that. That really means that you know y'all are engaging with us. You know. Y'all, y'all, y'all making it help us sound like that we know what we're talking about up here. <laughs> so, um, man, we we appreciate that. Um, let me see. I really ain't got nothing else to say either, man. You know, right, right halfway through the year already seems like we are we in the six month, man. So, um, just keep finding that balance. Really, that's that's really all I can I can mm-hmm. say, man. Just keep finding that balance. Uh, Man, cause we we getting ready to be in the thick of summer, man. It's getting hot. It's getting hot out here already. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot out here already, man. Yeah. So definitely, um, man, make sure y'all stay hydrated out here, <laughs> cause it's this it's gonna be. It seems like it's gonna be a long summer, cause mm-hmm. it ain't even officially summer yet, but it's gonna be a long summer, man. Um, and just man, enjoy these NBA finals, man. Y'all keep watching, man. Y'all tune in. More episodes gonna be coming. Uh, after you know. I guess probably I guess maybe after game we'll let we'll let game three and game four play out and then we'll we'll come back around again mm-hmm. and see see where we at from now and everything like that, man. But shoot, until the next time, this has been another episode. Oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> I was about to say, hold on, he gonna stop you, my boy. Me. Yeah, hey, <laughs> just hit me. Man, love black women, protect black women, cherish black women. Man, no means no. No means no. You know what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> like I said, it's a summertime, man. I know everybody got their thing for the summer, mm-hmm. man. But y'all, hey, all the I's got to be dotted. All the T's got to be crossed, man. Stay on them P's and Q's, man. Um, well, we we coming up on, well, we got about a week and a half or so away from, what, Father's Day, Juneteenth. Yep. You know, a lot of a lot of good holidays, man, that's, that's coming up. Getting ready to enjoy ourselves, man. Celebrate. Just continue to celebrate, man. Mm-hmm. Now, so yeah, for sure, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on all the socials on, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, and everything like that, man. Till the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.